today's Leading Women episode 216 with the wonderful Jessica Greenwald. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Have a WordPress site or thinking of getting one? Bluehost offers unlimited hosting starting at $4.95 per month. Got your WordPress site hosted somewhere? No worries. Bluehost can help you transfer those domains fast and seamlessly easy. Join me and millions of others who trust Bluehost as our main hosting provider. Sign up today at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Bluehost. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Bluehost. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Jessica Greenwald. Jessica Greenwald, recently named one of Inc.'s 10 Women to Watch in Tech, is the founder of the graphic design and web development firm PixelKit. She is also the co-founder of CrowdMed and Galvant. Jessica is an award-winning international graphic designer, web developer, and illustrator, helping startup companies to build brands, websites, apps, and marketing materials. So women of the world, Ms. Jessica Greenwald. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for inviting me. We are delighted to have you on the show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So Jessica, I really like what you're doing with your business. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, the sweat equity, the knowledge, and the experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you, and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment and time about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. All right, sure. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and idea behind that niche? Yeah, sure thing. So PixelKeep, as you mentioned, is a graphic design web development shop, um, building websites, apps, marketing campaigns. We work with clients like LinkedIn, UC Berkeley, Telefonica, and tons of Silicon Valley startups. Um, I originally wanted to have, I've been wanting to have a business since I was, gosh, in grade school. And I also wanted to be an artist, but I didn't know how on earth I was going to go about making or, or achieving those two goals <laughs> at the same time until I got to high school and there was this digital media class where they taught graphic design, which is the first time I had ever heard of that. And it's, it's basically, it's commercial art, right? Art you can get paid for. So that was exciting <laughs> for me to discover that that was even an option. And I started my first consulting business when I was in high school, um, doing graphic design. And that grew while I was in high school and throughout college and um, eventually grew into Pixel Key with a team of designers and developers across the nation. 
Wow, I love what I'm hearing about your business and how it evolved and came into existence. I mean, starting early on when you were in high school, you were doing this uh, graphic designs way to, from your high school to college and until you established this business pixel kit and grow into a lot of teams. And I'm sure our listeners were curious to hear that one as well. Now, <laughs> what was that defining moment, you know, that prompted you to start a business and made you say, this is my business? So I wouldn't say there was one single moment that made me do this. It's more of an accumulation of, of a lot of experiences and, and things that I noticed. So I, I had worked as an in-house designer for several companies throughout college. And then um, immediately after college, I got a job as a web developer. And I noticed that for a lot of companies, what they do is they'll hire a creative and, and they want you to come up with all these new ideas and new ways of doing things, but they keep you in the same place, seeing the same people and working the same way, you know, eight hours a day in front of a computer, no variety. Um, you do the same thing every day, yet you're expected to come up with new things every day. And I found that when I work remotely, it was, it was a lot easier for me to be creative. And I wondered why <laughs> people didn't encourage this, um, this behavior that helps their creative people be more creative. And I thought that it would be better. And, and I eventually, so I quit my day job and focused more on, on freelancing and then building my business. And I thought, well, since I had experienced this as an in-house designer, I'm sure there are other designers out there who are having their creative process hindered by the, the office life, the standard um, work uh, schedule and would probably want to work in a way that encourages and, and promotes um, creative thinking rather than crushes it. So with Pixel Key, um, everyone works remote. Everyone works from wherever they need to be at that time to be able to think clearly and come up with new ideas. That's really interesting that you've shared that one because I have uh, uh, heard a lot of people say things about this and I myself, you know, those creative ideas, creative uses, as they say, they don't come up when I'm sitting in front of my computer. <laughs> it's happened somewhere that I'm not in front of my computer. Somehow, somewhere, um, those ideas come about. So I could imagine with you um, guys in this industry, the, the graphic design industry and the web development uh, developer industry, I'm sure that, you know, the, the routines that you have being in the office, doing the same thing, seeing the same people, being the same place i'm sure it will i totally agree with you that it's a lot i'm sure it's a lot a whole lot easier if you can work somewhere else that you can be be more creative you are allowed to get those express uh creative expression uh, uh you know um express uh, in a way for, because when you are in a, in a situation or when you are in a place where it is to reach it sometimes it hinders those creative expressions so yes i'm really big on finding those places that you can uh, have those creative um, expressions be more, more you have leeway to, to express those better than in just a traditional space so i'm i'm glad that you shared that one because i'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate to that yeah, and, and working remote is, is becoming more popular for a lot of reasons. And I think especially for people in creative, it, it really changes how you um, think. Mm -hmm. having, having new experiences lets you really um, expand your, 
uh, ideas of how things can be done. It's usually that's when you get your spark for something, something really unique. Absolutely. Totally agree with you in that one. And also, I mean, with technology nowadays, we don't have to sit in an office and do our work. We can work remotely as what you've said. Yeah. All right. Now, uh, your business obviously has a vision to be the market leader in your industry. And that resonates very well with particular portion of our listeners. However, they really like to know what was that compelling vision for your business that continues to drive you towards success day in and day out? Yeah, you know, so like I said, it's it's a design company designed for creative people to help them be more creative. So we don't track them like <laughs> in an office like a lot of people and it lets them come up with ideas that they perhaps would not have come up with otherwise. And and the idea is I want to have a company that people really enjoy working for and and helping to build and I think that when people really enjoy their their work and enjoy the company that they're in, they produce better work and work together um, in in a more productive way. I think overall the results across the board are better if people enjoy what they're doing. So I want to create that that culture and environment where people can enjoy what they're doing. Create a culture and environment where people can enjoy what they are doing. Wow, what a compelling vision that one is. And the takeaway here for our listeners is really to create a vision for yourself or for your business that inspires you on a daily basis. Something that gives you direction, um, something that motivates you because it's really important to know what is it that you want to achieve, what is that you want, where it is that you want to go. And it starts with creating the vision, creating the goal, and then taking uh, actions toward achieving that vision or toward achieving that goal that you have. So thank you for sharing that. Now, let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this vision into a reality. Can you share our listeners, what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? So, yeah, I guess, man, if I have to pick three traits, I I don't know that they're necessarily... Um, positive in their own right, but they've certainly helped me succeed. And one of them is that I'm incredibly stubborn. If I if I've decided that I want to make something happen, I'm going to make that thing happen, regardless of what anyone says or um, any any discouraging information that may come my way. I just make up my mind and and go for it. And and usually that's a uh, stubbornness isn't seen as an overall positive quality, but it, it certainly helps. It, it keeps you, you going, um, <laughs> it, it keeps you working towards your goal. It, it really, if you just makes you believe that you can achieve anything is, is kind of the, um, driving thought behind being stubborn. You just, you really think you, you really believe in it. You believe in yourself and you believe in your ideas. So you, you keep going for it. Um, the other thing is that I, I really like to experiment, and I think that that helps out a lot because building a business um, is is a huge experiment. <laughs> you you learn so many things along the way, things that you you can't learn 
any other way. You know, you can you can get a mentor and you can study business in school, but nothing nothing comes close to all the things that you discover when you're when you're actually out there building your business. So, um, and, and the experiment, what liking to experiment kind of ties in with the other trait that I think helps a lot and it's um, not being afraid of failing because that happens a lot. Um, <laughs> but rather than seeing it as a, a bad thing, it's more of a, the result of your experiment, right? You, you see, okay, that, that didn't work out. I'll do it better next time or I won't make that mistake again. And um, failure turns out to be, um, it, it can be a friend. It can be a friend rather than uh, a, a foe. Wow, so being incredibly stubborn, loves experiment and seeing it as a result of experiment. Yes, I totally agree with you. I mean, my mom, she used to tell me that I'm the most stubborn of all her nine children. <laughs> to me, and for what she meant was that it is both a, my weakness and my strength, but more of my strength because I am like you. I mean, if I set my mind to something, I am going to work tirelessly to achieve that no matter what so i'm yeah. relentless so for our listeners there's a passive into into this being stubborn meaning be relentless not giving up on what it is important to you when you set your mind into doing something that you're really passionate about you are gonna go after it no matter what and that's really important especially for us entrepreneurs not to quit on our passion not to quit on what it is that we're putting out there that are helping other people and i love when you said about your love for experimenting because I agree with you. I mean, there are going to be ways, there, there are going to be times that we have to do this. Um, it's about testing. You know, I just call it testing because then, you know, what is it that's working and what is that's not working. And uh, I love when you said about seeing it as a result of your, you, you know, is this working or not? Or is this good or not? Because that's, that's one way of improving ourselves. That's one way of innovating as well. So these traits that Jessica just shared with us, we can all cultivate and adapt them in, into our lives and in, gen, and in our business building activities because it's a really huge uh, traits that Jessica just shared. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Now let's talk about... Um, how you prepared for success, you know, you know, when you start, when you, when you started with your journey as entrepreneur, I'm sure there are a lot of challenges that, you know, we experience as entrepreneurs and I'm sure our listeners can relate uh, with. So can you share with our listeners, what are some of your biggest challenges and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? So the, interesting thing is um, back when I started back when I was in high school uh, it was I guess more uncommon or I, I don't know I, I encountered a lot of um, folks who found it was strange how young I was and and that I was a girl right which which has changed now um, before you know before people would find out they they see my work online, they'd contact uh, me via email through the website or various other means, and, and they wouldn't necessarily know um, how old I was or my gender, and they they wanted to work with me, right? They, they loved my work, and they wanted me to work on this project, and we'd communicate through email, and, and I guess they just assumed I was a guy or something. Um, and older. <laughs> and, and for clients who... Um, were in the area, they'd want to meet up. And so we'd meet up and they'd always be 
totally shocked that that I was, you know, a high school girl or in and this continued up until college. And and then would not be so eager about working with me anymore. It, it would be kind of one of those things where they're like, oh, did not realize that. Whereas before it wasn't an issue. Um, and and so that's that's what that's what was great about starting um, an online business is for the most part it didn't hold me back that that people had an issue with my age or that I that I was a woman because they didn't really know so <laughs> they worked with me and they were happy with their their work and and they loved um, my company and what we produced for them um, but now it's it's changed and and it's such a exciting great thing especially in the last few years um rather than being afraid of working with with a a girl and you know and now I'm also older so I'm not like this young girl that they <laughs> they don't want to entrust with their company's branding um nowadays companies are actually seeking out women to work with them and and it's really exciting because they've realized that the majority of their um their uh, their users are female, or that women are controlling most of the spending on their products, and so they've started reaching out to women, especially women designers, to design products or marketing or or sites and branding that appeal to women. So now it's become, uh, I'd say, an advantage to be a, a female designer or female business owner. I've actually had businesses call me up and, and say, we'd like to work with you because you understand our market. You're a woman. So that's, that's a really interesting change for me to go from people being like, oh, you're a girl <laughs> to, to people being like, oh, great, you're a girl, you know? Um, so I'd say that was my, my age and, um, yeah, being, being a woman in business it was originally a big challenge and has now turned into um, an advantage, a benefit. Another thing I had trouble with, the, my, my biggest challenge or weakness was that I uh, did not originally enjoy planning things. I was, I was so excited about getting to work on the project and like planning out a schedule for it or talking about it was was not my idea of fun. It, it sounded like it, sounded, it felt like it was keeping me from actually getting started on the project. But then, as as my team grew, and uh, now that there's more moving parts, I realized that that's actually the most important part of any pr project is planning it out, so <laughs> so that you don't run into issues um, further on down the line. So, what I've been doing to um, tackle this is I've been using a lot of online tools to help me. Uh, monitor projects and keep in touch with my team. And that's, that's made a huge, <laughs> huge change in, in how I run uh, my business. And it's made it, it's made it run a lot smoother. <laughs> wow, I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate to those experiences that you've shared, especially when you were starting out during the early 2000s, for example, when technology, I mean, technology is changing rapidly, but I can imagine during that time when, you know, men are where technology was mainly men uh, dominated and uh, nowadays it's, it's different because more and more women are in tech uh, more and more women are um, are into this industry and do this niche that you have carved out so I can totally imagine and me I'm not a tech person but I 
I try to learn as much as I can. And uh, yeah, I agree with you in terms of, especially on the marketing side, because we relate to to women, of course. And, and the statistics shows that majority of the spending is being controlled by women. So that absolutely, right. that's someone encouraging the thought in that. And uh, yeah, I... I'm a big thinker myself. I'd love to plan, so we are opposite. But I, the details, <laughs> that's the one that I, I'm not, I don't enjoy getting into the details about thinking big and planning big. That's my forte. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> All right, let's just switch gears for a little bit, uh, Jessica, and talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create the work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationship, and your business? I I don't know that I maintain a work-life balance. I'm, I'm working on so many things, you know, and, and I love all the things I'm working on. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing it. So that's what makes it even more difficult. I think if you start your own business that you're really passionate about and you love what you're doing, it, it makes sense that you'd want to do what you enjoy doing all the time. So that's, I, I end up falling in that trap a lot where I'll, I'll just be, I'll be working all the time. You know, I, I put work in quotes cause it's, it's what I find fun. So it's, it's, it's fun for me, but it's also, it's, it's like everything, everything should be done in moderation. It's not healthy to do a lot of the same thing, even if you enjoy it or, um, you know, especially with work, cause then you only have so much time. And if you're devoting all your time to work, you're, you're not allocating it to your friends and your family. And, and, and you'll, you'll find later, even if you do enjoy work a lot and, and you spend your time doing that, that you, you still feel a little, um, empty or, or your life feels lacking if you, if you don't maintain a healthy social life. So what I try to do, and, and I don't always succeed. I go, I go through cycles with this where I'll, I'll have work binges maybe for a week. And then after that, I'll, um, I'll make a, make a point of meeting up with my friends and going out and hanging out with them, meeting them for lunch and, um, making sure I, I fly out to visit my family, um, in Washington and San Diego. And but it goes in cycles, you know, it's, it's one of those, it's, it's just a constant, um, that's a constant challenge. Yes, I totally agree with you. I mean, this is an area that I'm sure a lot of our listeners and other entrepreneurs are there uh, are challenged with. I deal with it on a daily basis. But like what uh, Jessica just shared, it's all about uh, scheduling. I mean, making time for those that are important to you. So if working in being just like what Jessica said works for you, okay, then do all those projects, for example, in one or two days. And then maybe one day get out there, do nothing work-related that if that works for you do that one for me I structure my day in a way that I know exactly what I'll be doing for the day from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed and in between and that's the beauty of having oh, your business or working from home because you 
have the ability to be flexible. So if you need like a couple of hours to go out, go out for a coffee with a friend, for example, you can do that. It's all yeah. about scheduling. Um, yeah, no, that's true. I, and and like I said, see, you're you're more um, of a natural planner than I am. That that took a lot for me to learn to to get really good at just planning out my days. And and now that's what I do. That's the, at night before um, I go to sleep, I plan out my following day. So it, the the entire calendar is booked, right? But there'll, there'll be things like call. You know, I make sure to check in with friends and um, set up lunch meetings or tea meetings to to just make sure I'm not being antisocial and, and sitting in my, my design or business cave all the time because it's healthy, you know, relationships are, are the most important thing. <laughs> yeah. Yes, totally agree with you. I mean, relationships are huge and that's why we're building this business in the first place to be able to enjoy life and enjoying life. Part of that one is our relationships, our family, our friends, people are important to us. And so it's really important to make time for those as well. Now, Let's talk about success and what success means to you. You know, your business appears to be financially doing quite well. And where that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, we'd like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. <laughs> I feel great about myself. Yes, and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes individually probably not so in your journey as an entrepreneur what does success mean to you and what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success well nowadays i i feel most satisfied when i see my team growing right it's it it feels really good to have seen I, i've worked with a couple of designers for years now and and i remember when we first started working together and um the 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 level their their design skill has has just it's improved so much over the years and it's it's so great to see it's really satisfying to see and the and the type of projects that they can work on has expanded too and it's um that's amazing because I remember sitting down and and talking with them about you know how how we should approach this problem or how we should approach these types of projects and. And all that experience and, and um, teaching has layered over the years to build this really uh, self-sufficient team who who can tackle a wide variety of, of design problems and no problem, right? It's it's now become easy for them, and and that's that's a pretty amazing thing to watch happen. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, I truly agree with you because, you know, success is really seeing other people uh, successful or seeing other people happy, seeing other people happy because of what we're putting out there. And I'm sure with your team, um, if they are happy doing what they are doing, that's success. And to me, that's the true essence of success. You know, this intangible benefits of being in business. Of course, we have uh, financial metrics that we want to share because we are in business in the first place to be profitable. But at the end of the day, what really makes us happy is that we are happy with what we're doing and that the people around us that are working with us and um, together are happy. And also what we're putting out there are impacting other people's lives or are making them uh, them happy. So that's the true essence of success to me as well. So thank you for sharing your perspective on that. Sure. Before we get to the highlight of our show, let's thank our sponsor. Podcast Your Passion. 
Yes, did you know you can podcast your passion, make a difference, and make money talking about what you love talking about? That's how I get to do what I'm doing, talking to wonderful women every day here at Today's Leading Women. Want to learn how I did it? Go to podcastyourpassion.com. That's www.podcastyourpassion.com. All right, now let's talk about one of the highlights of our show, and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience, so take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur, and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learn would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you're headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? Yeah, sure. So I, I don't know that I'd, I'd go back, though, because things have changed so much from where I was to, to how things are now. Like I said before, I, if I were giving advice to someone back when I started, I I probably say <laughs> if you want to be able to get the big projects and and build up your portfolio of, of work, um, don't play up that you're you're a woman. But now I think you should. It's you're in demand now as a female business owner and female designer, and um, I, I would say that's one of your strengths that you can really play up. And the other thing I do, and and this this is something I would have told my younger self. I I would have said you know you have to network. I know everyone says that. They're like, oh, networking is important, but they don't really explain uh, the details of that. It's um, relationships are are everything. They, they're they the foundation of everything you do. All the best um, projects I've worked on, best companies I've worked with, I've ended up working with them because I, I met them in person or I, I knew someone who was part of their team or I was referred by a friend it all came out of the relationships I had. It wasn't from um, any type of advertising or someone, you know, Google searching me online. It was it was actual close personal relationships, and that's that's what's really gotten me to where I am now. If um, no one no one makes it alone, no one builds anything by themselves. It's it's all the it's the combined effort of everyone around them, everyone who supports them and encourages them. And I, I wish I would have known that longer. It took me it took me a long time to figure that out. And I, I think I'd be much more further along if, if someone had really um, emphasized just how important a relationship building is and why. Um, and yeah, I guess I wouldn't say, I wouldn't use the phrase networking. I'd say relationship building because networking, it sounds like you just, I don't know, go out and, and find random people and shove your business card in their hand. But relationship building is different. It's, it's, it takes time. It's it's not something that happens in in one event. It's it's something that happens over the course of years of of you making a real connection with someone. So um, practical advice for doing that is to go to events and um, meetups or it, thing, things in your industry conferences that have people that you you want to meet or that you relate to and and think you just enjoy knowing and and starting out there but making sure you follow up with them after instead of just exchanging information and never seeing them again um make the time to go out and grab coffee and and get to know each other um i guess the third third advice 
embrace failure. <laughs> like I said earlier, it's it's a good thing. I would say I learn more from when I screw up than anything else because, and it's also a very, um, it's a stronger lesson that way. Cause then, cause then if something turns out really badly, I'm like, well, I'm never doing that again. I'm not going to make the same mistake twice if I, um, crash and burn. So <laughs> it, it actually becomes a very satisfying thing. If you become comfortable with failure, you're not afraid, afraid to try all sorts of new things, things that would initially sound really crazy. And, and starting a business does kind of sound crazy. It's a lot of work and, and it does take a lot of sacrifice and you'll find yourself working longer or working harder and working more than you ever did working in, in someone else's company. Um, cause it, it takes that, it requires that from you to be a successful business owner. So yeah, I, I guess the, that would be my, <laughs> those would be my three, uh, bits of advice and in, in summaries, uh, play up your, your strengths now, which is, being a woman, uh, build relationships and embrace failure. Wow. Great takeaways there for our listeners to learn from and take action in today. Love those tips that you've just shared. And yes, uh, for our listeners out there who are women, listen, uh, women and have uh, a talent or a skill in design or in technology. Yes. Join Jessica in this industry because like what Jessica is, uh, has just shared is in demand. And if you think that this is something that you're passionate about, get out there and then uh, put out this, uh, put out your, your talent and skills out there to help other people. And the other one I'm really big on as well is to really build, build relationships. I mean, I agree with you relationships are the foundation of being in a business so there are a lot of tips that uh, Jessica just shared with us on how to do this and you can go to events and network with people but the main takeaway with what Jessica just shared is to follow up with those people that you've met um, no, don't just make it a, just a one-time thing follow up with them and then connect with them and ask them how you can help them because that's how relationships are bu built by serving others uh, others uh, first and then the third is to embrace failure yes failures are part of our lives in general failures are part of being in business and the good the, the main thing is to learn from this uh, failures see it as an opportunity you know when you when something does is not working or something if you fail on something then you know that it's not working and that should inspire you to be better or to learn more about what it was that caused it to in the first place so embrace failure and learn from it huge takeaways there so thank you for sharing those now what's one favorite business resource or a tool that you use in your business that's radically changing the way to business and that which you can share our listeners with um I, so gosh i can't i can't just pick one because i use so many and they're all online tools and they've helped streamline everything i do um Zoho invoice is one that I use and I'm just in love with right now because it, it makes it so much easier to send out estimates to clients, send out invoices to clients and track them. Um, and then it also lets my team track the time spent on each project and in, in whatever way they feel most comfortable. Like there's a timer. You can also just input the time you spent on a project and it gets automatically allocated to that, that project, which is it's just awesome. <laughs> if you knew how I was doing this before, you'd understand why I'm just in love with this right now. Um, I also use Asana for task management and it's, it's the easiest task manager I've ever used. I've, I've tried a lot of them at this point and it's by far the easiest for, um, 
team members to pick up and, and just start using. So it gets used more often than any of the other task, task managers I, I've tried to um, work with myself. And um, Google Calendar I actually use for, for scheduling everything. It seems it's pretty basic, but it it's what keeps me on track. I don't know if, if something's not on my Google Calendar, it doesn't get done. Wow, great resources uh, that you've shared there. Soho for invoicing, Asana for task management, and yes, Google Calendar. Wow, I mean, I use Google Calendar, and like what you've said, if it's not on my calendar, then it's not going to be get done. So yeah. <laughs> huge resource there. All right, now entrepreneurs are wide readers. Can you recommend a book or two that our listeners can get that will help them grow personally and professionally? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I would say the best business book or, or most useful business book would be Never Eat Alone because it really drives home the importance of relationship building and why you do it and and gives you practical ways to do it and to do it efficiently too because you know if, if you want to build this robust network of, of people you can't be spending one-on-one time with everyone you got to find find ways to maintain and, and grow these relationships without um, doing everything <laughs> one by one or doing things inefficiently. And, you know, like I said, relationships are, are the basis of everything. So that that is why I think that book is um, the most important to read. At least read that first and then jump into other business books. All right. So that's Never Eat Alone by Keith Ferrazzi. I'm going to have this one on our show notes as well. I love this one that it focuses on building relationship. Um, so that's Never Eat Alone by Keith Ferrazzi. I'm going to have this on our show notes as well. And because we love you here at Today's Leading Women, you can now get a free audio download of this book or your favorite one at Audible by going to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Audible. Now, Jessica, in my mind, you are a superhero or shall I say superheroine? Yes, because you have done this, you have done that. But you've also experienced a lot of challenges that our listeners definitely relate. So if you are a superhero, who do you want to be and why? And it doesn't have to be a cartoon character, but can be someone you admire and look up to. So I guess the problem I have with these questions is I wouldn't wouldn't want to be anyone else. I'm pretty happy with with how things are and and changing changing that up will you know changing my life or gaining a superpower or being someone else that that takes me away from what I'm experiencing right now which I very much enjoy <laughs> so I I like being me <laughs> yes the superhero me of course absolutely and I truly <laughs> believe that we are all superheroes in our own unique way yes absolutely. All right, last but not the least, Jessica, share our listeners what's the one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service and where they can get it, and then we'll end from there. Yeah, sure thing. So um, if you go to pixelkeep.com, you can check out our work and uh, find out how to contact us, how to reach out to us, our email and phone number on the site as well. Um, We're really good at working with startup companies. Uh, We've developed uh, product packages specifically for startup companies and we design them with startup companies themselves to make it as easy as possible for people who are starting out to get their branding website um you know everything they need for a web presence which is extremely important to businesses now 
um, to get them up and running as quickly and easily as possible in, and in a very um, cost-effective way because we don't have the overhead of an office. Like I said, everyone's remote. So um, it makes things significantly cheaper for businesses, which is great for a startup. Um, yeah. So go to pixelkeep.com and check out our work. Yeah, so that's pixelkeep.com. So P-I-X-E-L-K-E-E-T.com. And I'm going to have this on our resource uh, page as well. And I highly encourage you, our listeners, especially if you are a startup company, to go check these products and the services and the packages that uh, Jessica and her whole team is uh, um, offering there. And also to check on what uh, other services and products that she has. And so that, again, is pixelkeep.com. Com. From there, you can link up to their social media profiles as well as reach them by phone or by email. Again, that link is pixelkit.com. And by the way, all of these resources and the links that are mentioned in today's podcast will be made available in a beautiful infographic show notes at today's leadingwomen.com forward slash Jessica Greenwald or just type in her name on the search bar and you will find it for you. So Jessica, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story, your expertise for being a role model to many and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Oh, thanks. <laughs> All right, TLW listeners, did you love this episode? Here's your chance to recommend or vote for your favorite today's leading woman. Here's how to do it. Step number one. After you listen to this episode, go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Step number two. Click the rate and review button. Step number three. Say that you love listening to today's leading women podcast. Step number four. Type in the name of your favorite today's leading woman. Example, Sheryl Sandberg of Facebook, Ariana Huffington of Huffington Post, Oprah of Oprah Winfrey Network. You get it, right? Step number five, type your first name and where you are listening from. Every day, I will personally go through all of your ratings and reviews and scour the names of your favorite today's leading women. You will get to be featured as TLW fan of the day with your name and where you're listening from. And you'll be the first one to get notified when your favorite today's leading woman is featured on the show. Fair enough? Awesome. Go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.